This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. All right. Thank you, Stuby, very much. Welcome to our second hour for this beautiful Sunday morning. I hope you're having a great, uh, great week, great weekend. And if I can help you with the plant question, we have a couple of open lines, and I invite you to give a call. It is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I'm going to be going back in just a moment to Gene and Brock, and we're going to finish up on some gardenia uh, chat. Uh, I, I just misjudged my time. I'm using a clock uh, at my broadcast studio. I've got to get a better clock in here that advances. It, it goes ahead a minute when the sweep hand goes past 12. And all of a sudden, yikes, it just jumped a minute. So that was my bad. And I'll get to him. I do want to do my SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week first. I always do that at the top of this hour. And it is presented today by Advanced Foundation Repair. But let's do this little piece of music first. The SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week is proudly presented by Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. Thank you, Jake, very, very much. They are the uh, title sponsor for this uh, feature. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Red. That's his name. This is one of the most chill dogs in the shelter. That's what they say. He's an Australian cattle dog mix who weighs in at 50 pounds. Just over five years of age, now he has a handsome and rustic speckled coat with those perfect brown patches over his eyes. Red's a good guy all the way around. He's friendly, he's affectionate, and a very well-behaved gentleman. He's well past the silly puppy stage, but he still likes to get out of the play yard for some exercise and exploration. He's a great leash walker to venture out of the yard with, too. So if you're the type to go beyond a yard... And uh, Red is your excellent dog for rural roaming, but he'd be happy in the city as well with owners who took regular strolls. Red gets along well with other dogs in the shelter, seems to be a great fit for kids as well. So whether you need one dog or one more dog, uh, that's a great line. Red's personality is probably just right for your mix. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Red has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He'll be waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas Russell E. Dealey Animal Rescue Center. So a prior appointment is necessary to meet him. I think that means he's in foster care right now. I think that's what that means. The easiest way to do this is to find his profile at spca.org dogs. Click on the Make an Appointment button. Red's people will make sure it happens fast. Red's people. He has people. He has an entourage. I like that. Everything about this dog I like already. So they, the way to do it now is to go to his profile, R-E-D is his name, Red, at spca.org slash dogs. Click on the Make an Appointment button, and uh, his folks will make sure it happens for you. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash pet. Now make sure you can spell red, R-E-D, spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. That's our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week. The SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week has been presented by Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. When I asked if they would be interested in sponsoring that, they said, you bet we would. And that's nice. Thank you, Wortham Brothers, very much. And uh, then I also need to tell you about our longtime advertiser, Advanced Foundation Repair, whose phone number for those free home inspections for your foundation, 214-333-0003. If you're concerned that your foundation going into the summertime might have some challenges, why don't you call Advanced Foundation Repair? Let them come out and do that free analysis of your foundation. See if the slab is uh, is totally fit and, and ready for the summer ahead. Advanced Foundation Repair. They will detect if there are foundation challenges. They'll detect where they are, and, and they'll quantify them, and they'll tell you if uh, repairs are needed, and if so, what kind of repairs would be needed and what they would cost. And when they give you that, uh, that, that cost price, that is their cost price. 
And if you uh, are interested in having them do the work, then they'll get right underway. And when they're through, they give you a, a warranty of their work, good for the lifetime of the home, transferable from owner to owner. That means a lot. And they were the ones who pioneered all of that in the foundation repair industry. I've told you about Advanced Foundation Repair for more than 27 years. I'm proud with that association, and I'm proud of this company and, and what they have done for the houses of North central texas where our houses are built on this black clay soil which is just a miserable soil for foundations it expands when it's wet and it contracts when it's dry and if the foundation is not built properly put down properly then it's in for a really bumpy ride advanced foundation repair can make your house whole once again you can see a lot more about the company on their website at foundationrepairs.com foundationrepairs.com it's advanced foundation repair call for the free home inspection do it before the the summer rush 214-333-0003 baylor scott and white health now offers virtual care anytime like right now or later today or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache just text better that's b-e-t-t-e-r to 88408 to download the my bsw health app today and now back to neil thank you stuby and uh, let me give you the phone number then we're going immediately to gene in brock again to finish out on the gardenias uh, please call 800-288-wbap we have two open lines 800-288-9227. 800-288-9227. Gene, I am so sorry I misjudged my time last hour, and I, I just I wanted to make sure that we had the uh, the diagnosis of your, your gardenias uh, correct. Uh, if they went through the, the December freeze, or if at least one of those went through the December freeze and was not killed uh, by the Christmas freeze of 2022, then... Um, I, I will ask you, were, are the leaves that are yellowing, at? are they the older leaves down the stems, or are they out at the ends of the branches? Yeah, well, the, uh, the one that survived the winter is got partial leaves on it. The rest is stems, and it's got a few yellow leaves on it. And then the ones that I planted this spring, early spring, um, they have uh, yellowish uh, leaves down the stem. All right, but the new growth looks good? Yeah, the new growth looks good, and I've got buds all over them. All right. Uh, then I think th- those plants are okay. Uh, the the winter freeze, and Brock is uh, Parker County, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, that was cold enough to do major damage to gardenias. I, they're on my never again, Neil, what, what are you thinking list for Collin County. So I, I just, uh, I've, I've, every time I try them, I seem to plant them in, in August or September only to watch them just just become toast by december or january um and and you guys always seem to be about as cold as collin county is Uh, so i'm i'm happy for you that the one plant survived the winter i'm amazed that it did um but anyway to my point a a new plant that was planted this year the uh, the leaves that are yellowing being farther down on the stems that's just old growth that is is being shed that will happen every year. If, if you were in Houston where these survive quite well or Beaumont, um, you'd see that happening maybe not now but maybe two or three weeks ago uh, just as a normal procedure. That's, that's normal. Hollies do it in, in uh, late April, early May. Ligustrums about that same time. And, and gardenias kind of about that same time in, in May usually. It's a little later for them probably because they came from a nursery. Uh, the the one that's yellowed uh, that that went through the winter, I, it's kind of hard for me to tell what might be causing that. That may be leftover cold damage, or it, um, when you planted these, did you put them in a lot of organic matter? Yeah, yeah, I did, and and they're they're mulched in pretty good too. Okay, well, they need to be planted like we plant azaleas, and that's in half uh, a peat, half uh, pine bark mulch. Parker County has all kinds of soils, depending on where you are. Sandy, I got yeah, rocky sand and, and, and clay. That's where I'm okay. at. South, uh, I'm in the southwest corner of Parker County. Okay. Well, the, the black clay soil, which is in part of Parker County, is, is the enemy of gardenias. Mm-hmm. But, but red soils that are in part of Parker County are, are very much their allies. So it depends on what 
you know, what the pH of the soil is. But anyway, to the point, they, they will always benefit from a lot of organic matter. And, uh, but I, I think, uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the one that went through the winter because it's it's probably struggling from some cold injury. Those new ones, I, I think, just keep them properly watered. Uh, I would put an azalea gardenia food on them after they finish blooming and or even a nitrogen fertilizer on them after they finish blooming and an azalea gardenia food in, in early September and, uh, and then be ready to cover them with frost cloth if it gets below 20 uh, this winter. You can put that okay. on, take it off, put it on, take it off, and, and that will protect them a great deal. Eastside is a good place for them. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the info. Can you imagine my trying to get that into 30 seconds instead of a minute and a half? That would have been miserable. So anyway, thanks for calling. You're very patient. Have a great day. All right. Uh, we'll come back and go to Lucy in Dallas and uh, try to help her. And we now have two lines once again. 800 wbap 800 My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and if you're looking for the best shrubs for your landscape as you re-landscape, if you're looking for the best summer annuals, in fact, you know, I'll just talk about the annual chapter. It's a a long chapter with a really great, I think you'll find to be very useful, uh, chart of a, several pages of the most heat-tolerant uh, annuals, well, all, all the annuals, uh, from the winter annuals to the summer annuals, how tall, how wide they grow, what colors uh, the, the flowers or the foliage come in, uh, when they're colorful, what months, uh, the growth form they have, whether they're upright, whether they're arching, whatever they are, where in Texas they are best adapted, uh, just all of that, what, what, well, I guess I mentioned what colors. Uh, and so all of that information, sun or shade, I'm trying to think of anything else that might be in that chart. And you'll, it will help you choose everything that you need to um, uh, have to pick the best plants for your uh, landscape. If maybe you're having a garden party for a, a wedding at the end of the summer and you want to have the very best color in the pots for that, uh, for that party, whatever. So that's the annual chapter, and it's very lengthy and very packed with information. So chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is the calendar, 48 pages of text of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden, four pages per month. Then chapters three through 11 are similar to what I described. They they deal with trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, and then annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. There are more than 25 multi-page charts, but there's also just hundreds of pages of incredible text to help you uh, be successful in your gardening endeavors. When I say incredible, I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging. I worked really hard, and I think it is the best work of my career, but you need to be the judge of that. I guarantee your satisfaction with the book, or I'll refund every penny that you invest in it. The book is only $36.95. And uh, that is a a sale price for a limited time more. It is not in stores and not on Amazon. You buy it by calling my office Monday through Friday, business hours. That's 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, and easier, because you can remember this one very easily, is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. The vowels in my first name are in alphabetic order, E-I-N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. 
Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, whiz Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. whiz Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at whiz at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. whiz Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. I'm going to tell you right now about Ace Hardware and, and a uh, really handy device that they have on sale. But first, you know what they say about Ace Hardware. It's a place with the helpful hardware folks. They will help you pick the right tools, the right uh, plumbing supplies, the right uh, uh, housewares, the right everything. They are there to help you. When you go in the door, you'll realize when they say, how can we help you, that they really do mean it. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ego Power Plus 615 cubic feet per minute, 56-volt battery, handheld leaf blower kits, battery and charger. Good golly, that's a long description. For $219, you save $20 with Ace Rewards and pay only $199. I'm worn out. I need some Ego Power. The Ego Power plus 615 cubic feet a minute blower delivers air speeds of up to 615 cubic feet a minute. Hey, and 170 mile an hour to power through wet leaves, grass, and other heavy debris. Now, here comes my challenge. This cordless leaf blower delivers up to 75 minutes of average run time on a single charge with the included 56-volt, 2.5-ampere-hour arc lithium battery. I looked that up. That's what that stands for. I don't know a lot about what I just told you. What I do know is that I have Ego Tools at my house that I have bought and paid the sale prices for. These sale prices, I didn't ask any special deals. This is not a, hey, we want to give this to you. You try it. Tell tell people it's great. I bought it. I'm telling you it's great. And they are great tools. They are wonderful tools. Now back to my written copy here. This leaf blower features high-efficiency brushless motor that delivers long run times, low vibrations, and an extended motor life. This quiet, lightweight, and compact electric leaf blower gets the job done faster and quieter than gas engines. Experience power beyond belief without the noise, fuss, or fumes. All right, so this is a leaf blower kit, battery and charger for $219, but with the Ace Rewards card, you pay only $199. And we have this, we have, uh, I have the uh, chainsaw, I have a, a, a pole pruner. What else do I have this Ego? I have several things. And I love the Ego equipment, and I bought it at Ace Harder, just like I'm suggesting you do. Ego. may not know everything about all this that I just read, but I know that Ego is great and that I bought it at Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, let's go back to the phone lines. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-888. 9227. Lucy is in Dallas. Lucy, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a question about what I think is invasive vines coming on my property. I live in the part of Dallas, which is like super large lots, super hilly. You know, I back up to a green belt and I've noticed this vine coming up into my proper yard, so to speak. And, uh, I mean, they're just taking over my shrubs, you know, covering them. I looked them up on the identification app, and it says, uh, if it's right, Carolina moonseed and then also summer grape. Okay. And I have tried to dig them out, but they come immediately back. So I'm curious how I can get to get rid of them. 
What what I have used on vines of that sort, and there are several vines that would qualify as invasive and aggressive and difficult to eliminate, is I have used landscape fabric. I, I kind of hinted at it in an answer to somebody's question last hour. I'll give you a better, uh, uh, more complete description. Um, there are companies that make weed-blocking landscape fabrics. They uh, are... They, they allow water and nutrients, fertilizer, to get through them, uh, but they don't allow the weeds to come up through them except for uh, things like nutsedge. It can pierce through nutgrass when it comes up. But the, uh, the vines are, are pretty easily controlled. When you have shrubs involved, you're going to have to cut a slit up to the, the, uh, the, the, uh, up to the trunk, so you'll have that neck of the, of the, uh, of the shrub, and that means you're going to have the slit where the vine could come through. So what I will do is cut some extra pieces and lay over that like a shingle uh, with about a three or four, four or five inch overlap. And then because it looks hideous when I'm through, I put either pine bark mulch over the top of it or compost over the top. So I have a natural look to it. If it's in an area of your landscape where you really don't care, then you just weight it down so it can't blow off or wash off. But it, it works well, and I leave that in place for a couple of years, and it will starve out the vines. They, they give up after that time. Uh, the, the worst vine for me has been uh, wild morning glories and, and, or possession vine, uh, but it would work on any of the other vines. I've used it on snail seed vine also, which is uh, pretty aggressive. But, uh, and honey So you're saying... So you're saying put it on the ground, and then yeah. where it's already grown into the shrub up top, it'll ultimately kill that out. You have to cut it. You have to cut it off at ground level, and hopefully not have any stubs that stick up that would puncture the landscape fabric. You need really need to uh, get it flat with the ground. Um, that man was talking about wild grapes, and I said if you can get under the the shrubs with a sharpshooter spade laid almost parallel to the ground and just slide that through the, the trunk of the vine to sever it so that you have the vine cut off at the head, then to keep the roots from sprouting up and keep any seedlings from germinating, then you put this fabric down. But no, you're gonna need okay. to, you're gonna have to cut the vine. And and okay. and that is not good because you're gonna have the dead leaves up in your shrubs. It's gonna look ugly, but at least you're, yep, you're okay. making progress. Yeah. Yep. And where do you find this and what do you call it exactly? Uh, weed block landscape fabric, and that is weed the brand block. name, and there probably are other brands out there. It comes in uh, in rolls and uh, it uh, just unrolls like uh, just like any piece of plastic would. It's not plastic. It's a uh, it's a, a bonded material, and it, it rolls out. You cut it with scissors, and it works beautifully, or with some kind of garden shears, and it works beautifully. Okay. So in places where I can't uh, do it on the ground and I need to just, you know, like probably use kind of some kind of herbicide, what herbicide would work on, like toward the back where it's coming through a, a green space area? The problem, well, if you have a clear shot at it out in an open hillside or something uh, where all you have is grass and this uh, aggressive vine coming at you, then you can use a broadleafed weed killer, something that contains 2,4-D. That would be labeled as a poison ivy killer, for example. That's the most common uh, vine that is going to be la uh, listed on a label. Uh, controls poison ivy and clover and dandelions and things like that, but it'll say poison ivy as well. And that's going to kill any broadleaf vine. The problem is it also will kill any broadleaf shrub or tree if, you, if you're just careless about spraying and, and get it up into the trees or into the shrubs. Mm -hmm. And and the, the, the modern... Uh, Broadleaf weed killers uh, contain two other active ingredients, and combined together, they're called Trimec. Trimec's been around for 40 years or so. They're very good, but the, one of the problems is that those two other ingredients are active in the soil, and you don't want to just soak the soil with them. Uh, I've used Trimec materials to kill poison ivy beneath trees, but I'm very careful just to spray it on the leaves of the of the weeds, poison ivy and honeysuckle I'm trying to kill. I don't, I don't let it get on the ground. So you have to be very careful, very precise. 
All right. Thank you so much. That's helpful. You're welcome, Lucy. Good luck with it. Shirley and Garland, I'll come to you right after the news. Folks, stay tuned. We will be right back. If you'd like to call, it's 800-288-9227. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. Trending now. The bust of an ATM theft ring. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In Irving, Loop 12, Walton Walker northbound at Irving Boulevard remains closed due to an accident. In Fort Worth, road construction has the right lane closed on 35W southbound between Westport Parkway and Alliance Gateway causing stop-and-go traffic from Alliance Boulevard. Your WBAP weather forecast today, mostly sunny with showers and thunderstorms likely this afternoon, highs in the upper 80s. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a chance of showers and thunderstorms with lows in the upper 60s. Right now, it's 75 degrees in Dallas, 74 degrees in Fort Worth. Plano police say eight people have been arrested in connection to a string of ATM thefts across the Metroplex. Our media partner WFAA-TV reports the arrests are tied to dozens of separate ATM thefts. One of the latest ones here was just last week. Police say the group wrapped chains around an ATM at this 7-Eleven and then pulled it right out of the store. Investigators say the suspects could be linked to more than 50 ATM thefts in the DFW area. A number of police agencies were involved, including Plano, Capel, Dallas, Euless, Frisco, Garland, as well as 7-Eleven theft protection. Rising costs to collect tolls is why the North Texas Tollway Authority says it will hike fees. And TTA's Michael Ray says the zip cash rate will now be twice as much as the toll tag fee in order to fund the Dallas North Tollway expansion. We've built a system of toll roads throughout North Texas. We've invested nearly $10 billion that we're in the process of repaying, and this toll rate will go towards that. The toll tag rate will also jump a penny from 20 to 21 cents per mile. The new toll rates go into effect July 1st. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update is at 10 o'clock. Be sure to check back several times throughout your day and stay informed. And remember to start your weekday mornings with WBAP's Morning News with Hal, Jay, and Ernie on News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2. Thank you, Lori, very much. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company now. This is a a wonderful company that uh, would be happy to serve you if you need. We had a hailstorm in Collin County a couple weeks ago, and if you were subject to that hail damage, you need to have Wortham Brothers come out, take a look at your home, and uh, see if you too were involved. If you're anywhere in the Metroplex and you've been been, uh, hit with hail, This is the company to call. The home inspection of your roof is absolutely without charge. If you don't have hail damage, they'll tell you that. They are not about uh, uh, doing anything that is uh, uh, unnecessary. They they really want to uh, go up on your roof, see if there is damage. If there is from hail or wind or just from old age, they'll report that to you. If there isn't, they'll say, nope. You're good. Here's our card. Call us when you do need our help, and we'll be happy to come back. This is how they've been in business since 1986. This is why so many people come back to them time after time when they move and get another house and need a new roof. This is why. And I've witnessed this firsthand because we have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house. It's a second-generation family business. There are Wortham family members all through the business at every level, making sure that you are uh, dealt with courteously and uh, 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 completely properly. It's just a great company. I'm proud to represent them to you. I hope you'll call them. They do all kinds of roofs, 125,000 roofs. Oh, my goodness, that's a lot of roofs. Composition, clay and concrete, tile, metal, slate roof. Take a look at their website, and you'll get uh, just a beginning of an idea of how great this company is. WBRoofing.com. Let them suggest things that can be done for your roof if you uh, get them uh, involved in a new roof at your home let them suggest things that will make your roof even better probably will save you money in the short term and the long term wortham brothers roofing company doesn't get any better than they are serving the entire metroplex 972-562-5788 
wbroofing.com. It's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. I have great news for you from Baylor Scott and White Health, sponsors of this entire hour for many, many years. They've made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits on the MyBSW Health app. We can get virtual care whenever and wherever we need it, like right now or later tonight, even on the weekends when allergies start acting up when we're out in the garden or when we run into a stinging creature or when we run into poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is that we don't have to stop what we're doing to get the care that we need so we can stay focused on doing what we love. It's as simple as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R to 88408 to download my bsw health today discover the convenience of 24 7 care text better to 88408 that's baylor scott and white health my bsw health text better to 88408 news talk 820 wbap fm 99.5 hd2 and wbap.com One of the great things that we did for our house about 13 years ago was to call Sunburst Shutters and invest in Sunburst Shutters for our home. We love them. You will, too. And, in fact, I think if you'll let them come out and bring samples to your home, you'll see why this is such a wonderful thing to add to your house. These are plantation-style shutters, which means that they are large louvers, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louver size. They are made of polywood, a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It is a proprietary material just for shutter application. It's white or off-white. They can be faux-stained. They can be painted to match any color decor that you need. But if you happen to go with the original uh, white or off-white, it's color fast. Uh, Nothing much happens to sunburst shutters. And the other thing that makes them so really spectacular is that they are custom-made to fit every opening in your house. So say that you have an unusual shape, not a problem. They will figure a way to get a sunburst shutter in that opening. And let's also say that uh, uh, you have uh, all the same window size and shape in your home well they're not all the same shape uh, not all the same size when the tape and bed work has been finished because that is not a precise science so that's why every sunburst shutter is made to fit a specific window that's why they're so good that's why they are the most energy efficient shutters in the industry that plus the fact that they're made of polywood let them come out and uh, bring samples to your home If you prefer to go to their factory, they'll be happy to give you directions, no problem. But it's easier and better if you just have them come to your home. They'll be glad to do that for you. They also serve, by the way, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. They're really nice people. 214-343-2601. That's sunburstshutters.com. 214-343-2601. SunburstShutters.com. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B E T T E R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. Phone lines are filled. Thank you very much. Let's go to Shirley in Garland. Shirley, this is Neil. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Um, my question is that um, in about a year ago this month, I had a house fire. And because of the extent that it was, it had to be totally redone inside. Consequently, I had two dumpsters for about seven months parked in my front yard. Now, when they would take those dumpsters out and bring them in, in another one, they always made deep ruts wherever they were parked. Consequently, my front yard, uh, all the grass has been uh, dead, but Mm -hmm. there's tons of weeds everywhere. Um, Because there's so many deep ruts, um, I have someone that says that they can come out and till my front yard up and and then try to clean it out and level it up. My question is, 
once I do that, what what is the best approach going forward? I I would like to put down St. Augustine grass again, um, but I I want to make sure that tilling everything up and and starting all over that there's nothing in the dirt that is going to be you know dangerous to the to my installing the St. Augustine and then a month later it dies. So how can I prepare the dirt for putting the St. Augustine down? Do I, is there something I need to spray for um, grub worms and cinch bugs and all of that? No, uh, nothing in terms of insecticides or fungicides needs to go down ahead of time. The only thing I would be concerned about would be if you have Dallas grass or nutsedge, nutgrass. Yes, those, okay, well... If you have Dallas grass, specifically Dallas grass, I would get rid of it first, and I'd do that with uh, with a glyphosate such as the original Roundup or Cleanup. Those are those are a couple of brand names. It, it needs mm-hmm. to say on the label, this is glyphosate, only glyphosate, no other active ingredient. Um, whoever is doing the the uh, prep for the planting of the St. Augustine, it sounds like they know what they're doing. Uh, yes, you need to eventually. You need to rototill the area, and uh, and rake it. It needs to be rototilled down probably five or six inches, four or five inches, if if that much compaction happened and if that many ruts were put into it. Otherwise, it'll yeah. just be a surface uh, gloss over, and you don't want that. And and whoever's doing that will know how to apply the the glyphosate spray to kill the Dallas grass. Nutsedge is a different animal because it takes a long time to get rid of it with image or, or sedge hammer. And uh, I'd, I'd be triply sure that you have nutsedge before you take the time because that may even postpone your planting permanent grass for this year. I don't know. But that's, that's between you and them. They need to look at it and determine on that. Uh, first thing would be to, to mow it, get rid of all the, the tall debris. Second would be to spray for the Dallas grass and uh, give it about, uh, oh, probably two weeks to, to kill out the Dallas grass. Um, see, if they're, see if they've gotten a really good uh, kill on the Dallas grass. It doesn't, uh, doesn't take too long to make sure that that's killed. Uh, it may, there may still be some that will come back, and you may have to spot treat a little bit afterwards, then uh, then rototill once it's completely gone, uh, which puts you into probably first of July. You can still plant St. Augustine then, um, and and uh, if there are, is it the same person that's going to be doing that that did the rototilling? Uh, could very well be. It's it's just not time wise. It's not decided yet. All right. Um, well, you so need to have you need to have somebody who knows how to plant grass and do a nice smooth job on planting it. It needs to have a grade put on the on the soil that will drain away from your house, and the grass needs to be planted uh, uh, nice and snug, snugly, so that there are no uh, gaps between the pieces of sod. Uh, nice and smooth, and then watered immediately. It will turn brown uh, after it's planted uh, for a few days if they can get it. Uh, delivered overnight and laid down the next morning. Uh, by the time you get it planted in in three or four weeks, it's going to be awfully hot, and um, and and so that's the price you pay. It will it will brown for a few days. But if they get it down right away and water it right away, uh, then then the rebound will be fairly quick and it will take off and do fine for you. But if this all goes into August, then you begin to get to a point where, oh, my goodness, it's getting kind of late. I don't want to be planting in late August. You want to get it done, finished, if you can, by the middle of August at the very latest, and preferably in July at the very latest. Okay. Um, is is there a uh, advantage over um, the, the rows of St. Augustine being put down or, or just the uh, the individual pieces? Uh, well, it's all in, in what you can find and in how it's, uh, generally it's sold on pallets in, in, uh, in, in pieces, not in, in big rolls. That's usually Bermuda okay. grass, I think. I, I haven't okay. seen it. Maybe I've been asleep at the switch. I don't know. I'm not looking at New St. <laughs> Augustine going out very often and, and, uh, but it's usually just in, in blocks and they're just snugged in side by side by side. 
Okay. Okay. So um, now, is there any? Um, if once I spray the yard after you know everything before we start start the tilling, um, should I rake up all of that dead material, all the dead weeds? Or yeah, probably. That, so I, I without seeing it, I don't know how much there is. But yeah, you don't want a bunch of debris out there. Just clean it up, get that off, give it a few days to regrow, so you can see where the Dallas grass is. Make sure that you're identifying Dallas grass accurately, um, and because a lot of the weeds that you have, you don't need to worry about uh, worry about too much. Uh, okay. it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to spray them and kill them, but you don't have to anguish over. Uh, a lot of big, tall, rank-growing weeds. Even even Johnson grass will die when you when you rototill it and start and put and put uh, St. Augustine down and start mowing regularly. It's Dallas grass, D A L L I S grass, mm-hmm. that is the. Well, I, I do have some of that. <laughs> well, it's the booger bear in St. Augustine. You yeah. want to get rid of it yeah, because there is no follow-up spray you can use that won't kill St. Augustine. And that will kill Dallas grass. You have to get rid of it first if you if you have it. So okay. I hope that helps. Good luck. I'm so sorry you're having to go through this. That's no good. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. So I, I got to tackle right. it. But I appreciate all the input. This Attica. is going to be a good direction to follow. I thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Good luck with it. Thank you. All right. Let's see where I am time wise. Um, I want to, Jack, if you will wait with me on your celebration Bermuda, I want to make sure I have plenty of time to help you. And Dale and Mansfield, same thing there. Let me get my last break out of the way so I don't uh, jumble up like I did last hour. I, that was not good. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and uh, it gives pretty much step-by-step on how to get a new lawn going. That might, uh, I might have, yeah. Anyway, that that would be a help if you're trying to trying to get new turf grass started. Um or a new landscape started. It has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of uh, lawns, landscapes, um, annual and perennial gardens for flower color, and then also fruit and vegetable gardening, 11 chapters. Chapter 2 is something I've never put in a book before. I used to put this in my garden calendar. It was what to do that month. and But what I put in was just a small sample of what we put in the book, 48 pages in the book, four pages per month of what needs to be planted and pruned and fertilized and sprayed in that month. So when you turn the page to the next month, you can see what you need to anticipate that month, what you need to get done in that month. And uh, you never have to ask again, Neil, when should I do this or that? It's all in the in the calendar, Chapter 2. And then specific chapters to deal with the best shade trees for Texas of all different kinds with with different uh, charts on the best uh, spring flowering trees, the best trees for fall color, the best uh, large shade trees, the best small accent trees, the best fruiting trees, the best this or that, and a bunch of text on how to fertilize trees, how to, you know, all this detail. It's not just all about charts and graphs and things. And 840 of my photographs. That's for trees, same sorts of things on shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. Everything that I have talked about in my career, everything I've written about, is condensed into this book. It represents a life's work and a year of hard work to write it. And there it is in Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening for $36.95. You get a year of me for $36.95, satisfaction guaranteed, or a full refund, no questions asked. I sign every copy as it sells, and that's why I chose not to put it in stores and not on Amazon, also to keep your price low. $36.95 for a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in Texas, that would normally be $55 or, or more dollars. But here it is at thirty-six ninety-five. Here are the two ways you can order it. Call my office Monday through Friday business hours, eight hundred seven five two grow, eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. The better way, though, is to order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com. Website's always available to you, of course. N e i l s p e r y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. 
This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do some math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building, room, building, in your own backyard. How's that happen? Well, it happens with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes and more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, maybe even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all of your options at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. Find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller, Inc. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stubby. Let's go to Jack in Dallas. Jack, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, I've got a Celebration Bermuda yard. It's been beautiful for 10 years. Got that deep blue-green grass, recovers real fast, takes traffic, all all good. This year, I've got patches of it that don't seem to be thriving, and I'm getting seed heads even before the landscape guys come back in a week. And I don't know if it's grub worms or... You know, I just I can't figure out what the deal is with it. Is it too late to to um, kill the grub worms? I've seen a few June bugs in my yard, but not terribly big numbers. Yeah, it's not going to be grub worms. Uh, if if it were grub worms, it is not. But if it were, uh, their life cycle is the June bugs that you see normally will emerge. Um, they're small. The ones that I'm seeing at, at our lights right yeah. now are very large. That's a different species. Uh, the ones that do damage are the gr- the white grubs of a small species of June beetle, and I haven't seen any of those yet. They will mate and lay eggs in late June, and those eggs will start to hatch about the 1st of August, and they will be very tiny in early August. They'll be BB-sized. By the mm-hmm. end of August or early September, they will be full mature white grubworm size, which is not huge, but uh, for that species. But that's when they're very active. Uh, okay. They start feeding in August and September, October, and most of their damage is done by the first of November. Uh, okay. So not not in the spring. They're not active in the spring. They uh, during the spring they have been pupating into the June beetles. Uh, okay. If you have damage at this time of year, it it could be. Uh, it could be a, a fungal disease, uh, and the Bermuda does have diseases. Um, it could be, uh, it could be, perhaps uh, shade encroaching into the Bermuda that you didn't have before. It, it could be other things. I don't know what it would be, but those are possibilities. I would uh, do a quick uh, search online of. Uh, spring diseases of Bermuda grass and see if anything matches up. I I would put the word university at the beginning of it. University, spring diseases, Bermuda grass. And I would enter two universities in that. I would would, uh, enter Oklahoma State and I would enter um, University of Georgia. 
Okay. A lot of the research on, on Bermuda has been done in Georgia. I would normally put Texas A&M, but they're doing something funky with their websites now and making you sign up for um, something. I don't know what they're doing. They want your email address and everything else. I'm about to okay. send a letter to the people and ask, what is this? So. Without diagnosis, would it be harmful to um, hit it with another 312 fertilizer? When was the last time you did? March, I think. No, it's time. You need to fertilize Bermuda every two months, and you don't want to be using any phosphorus, the middle number. Uh, oh, the, really? The recommendation okay. Okay. from A&M has been uh, for a good while now, um, and that was that used to be my recommendation, 312 or 412 ratio, but... 15 or 20 years ago, I had it uh, pointed out to me kind of rather directly. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> Neil, look at this. For a long time now, we've been showing you that, that there's too much phosphorus in the soils, and uh, we, we need to get off any phosphorus. And there are states that won't allow phosphorus to be included in any fertilizer. Ohio, I believe, is one. And so you need an all-nitrogen fertilizer. I think it's been 20 okay. years I've been recommending that, all-nitrogen with okay. uh, with twenty, well, I'm sorry, thirty or forty percent of that nitrogen in slow release form. So that's as opposed to using ammonium sulfate twenty one zero zero, which is all nitrogen, but it's junk food. You don't want that. Gotcha, gotcha. Slow release, not all nitrogen. Yeah, slow release, 20, uh, thirty to forty percent slow release, and uh, you do want some fast release, but but all nitrogen. Yeah, no, you need to do that every two months: April one, June one, August one, October one. Perfect. I will all do right. it. Thank you so much, sir. You bet. Thanks for the call, Dale and Mansfield. You're up now, and I've done it again. I'm up against the the time clock. How can I help you, Dale? I've got uh, Neil. I've got uh, three and four foot tall. Uh, red oaks and uh, pecans that have grown up underneath the canopies of their parents. And I want to, I want to ball them and move them into an area that gets a lot of direct sunlight uh, in the afternoons. And I'm wondering if I should shave them for a while with some kind of a screen or. Okay. Let me ask you something because I had a glitch in my headphones uh, you want you want to do what with them? You are you getting ready to move them? Is that what you said? Yes, they they're they're growing up underneath their parents. Uh, you don't. Okay, but when are you going to move them? You're going to move them in the winter, right? I can. <laughs> yeah, you you must not move them now while they're growing. It, it okay. has to be done during the dormant season. And at that point, I'd get some of the paper tree wrap and and figure a way to wrap the trunks. Uh, even if you do it with aluminum foil with the shiny side out, that would be fine. Uh, and that would probably be better for a small seedling than trying to wrap them with, uh, with the paper tree wrap. It'd probably be easier. Yeah, hey, got to run, but that, that would be something you must transplant them in the winter. That's the important thing. Folks, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.